Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. Today, I have author Belinda Farrell, certified master hypnotherapist, NLP master practitioner, HUNA practitioner, and reconnective healing practitioner. Belinda Farrell is the author of a book called Find Your Friggin' Joy, which is just right up my alley. She graduated from the University of California at Berkeley. She played Snow White at Disneyland. This is my favorite thing about you. (laughs) She was a TV (laughs) news reporter for KABC, Channel 7 in Hollywood. And she actually worked on the staff of Senator Charles Percy, which I love that. She's trained with Anthony Robbins. She's a film stage actress. She's done so many wonderful things. And she is also also the mother of two, which is another super great title to have. My name is Kathy Anello. I'm here with Carrie Butler. And before we dive into the information, I want to give a couple of just quick announcements. One is that you can now find the Best Life Cafe on iTunes, and you can go back and hear every episode that we've ever done. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, so you'll be notified when a new podcast is available, and you can also give us a review and rate and give us any, any feedback that you want on iTunes. So we would love to have you tune in and subscribe to that show. After every show that we do, it'll take 24 hours, and the next show it should be right up. You can find the Best Life Cafe on Instagram, and you can find us and follow us on Facebook. We'd love to have you join in and talk to us about anything that you want to talk about. And I also wanted to give a shout-out to the 1440 Multiversity Retreat Center in Scotts Valley, California. I spent five days there with the amazing Nancy Levin, my life coach. And uh, this place is magic. If you're looking for a place to sort of unwind dismantle from what your life and take a break, I highly recommend the 1440 Multiversity Retreat programs. There's so many programs coming up in the next year, and I can tell you that I went there on a Sunday, and by Friday, I was transformed. So I just wanted to give a super shout-out to that place because it really rocked my world last week. So Belinda, 15 years ago, collapsed with herniated discs, spinal nerve damage, and paralysis. She was told by medical doctors that she wouldn't walk again without surgery. But instead, she utilized the ancient Hawaiian healing techniques and completely recovered within days. Even the scoliosis she was born with had disappeared. She retired from her stunt car driving, which I forgot to mention in the bio, and she began teaching these healing modules full time. Terry Butler, welcome. Belinda Farrell, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Aloha. <laughs> oh, we're so blessed to have you on the show. I love having authors. I love that you wrote your own book. But before we dive into all of this, I think if you could just give us a little bit of, like, let's let our listeners know, what is it like to make a change in your life? And what motivated you to make that change that, that had you, you know, start this new path from all those wonderful things that you were doing? Well, I was, you know, I was motivated to just find out why I had so much fear in me after my divorce. I I just wanted to break through and become empowered. And I 
So that's when I started working with Tony Robbins. And then, of course, that led, the fire walking led to me deciding, oh, I'd just like to drive a race car. And Tony teaches you to never say can't. You can, that's not allowed there. So if you can't, you must. And if you must, you will. And so I found out where I could learn how to just drive a race car, and it turned into an eight-year career that I never would have dreamed about <clears throat> had I not taken that step. And I was still afraid of water, so, of course, I have to go to Hawaii for more training in hypnosis and other things like that. And that's when I was faced with that fear that I had to break through to get um, – to get to the other side, and the dolphins helped me do that by coming into my dreams and teaching me how to swim. It sounds like it's just all been a, a real steady road, but it's, you know, it's had its um, <laughs> eeks and yikes and all of that along the way. But still, when, you, when mm -hmm. you have a fear, it's just an illusion, and if you can just think of it that way, you can break through that and get to the other side. Wow. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I love that. Um, so you wrote, I read somewhere that you had no health insurance, and that required you to take full responsibility for your healing. That's true. That I mean, when, I, when yeah. I collapsed with the herniated discs and the nerve damage, I wasn't driving anymore. I didn't have any more jobs, so I was dropped by my insurance company, the producer's uh, pension and health plan. So I was forced to say, okay, what can I do to heal this? And I had been studying the ancient Hawaiian techniques, and I thought I have to apply that to my own life, and it worked. I mean, I was so motivated because I had no other choice. Talk about push yeah. come to shove. You know, when you have no – I had no health insurance for 15 years from that point that I healed myself – I just, again, trusted spirit and my guides, and I said, okay, you guys have got to hold me up till I go into Medicare or whatever else. But it's all about <laughs> healing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I love, love that. that. Well, Linda, honey, let me ask you a question, because you, you talk about your, your um, Hawaiian healings. And mm -hmm. so was, was Huna the first? Because I know you did the the huna, the hypnosis, the reconnective healing. Right. Like how how did your healing, um, how did your studies, I guess, start? Did you start with huna, and can you tell us what exactly is huna, and how does it, you know, differ from everything else that that you do? Well, when I went to Hawaii, I was studying hypnosis and, and becoming a master in hypnosis and past life regression. Then I got introduced to the ancient Hawaiian healing called huna, which means secret. And these were the secrets of the kahunas on how they could heal bones and all kinds of illnesses, you know, that you just couldn't explain. And in my book, I described Max Freedom Long, who was a teacher, that came to the islands and he observed them doing all these miraculous healings, but nothing was written down. So he spent 40 years just trying to figure out what are they doing? What are they thinking? What are they, you know, what are they putting together that creates this incredible healing? And it was the study of the three selves, the higher self, the middle self, your conscious mind and your unconscious mind and to find out how they work together and how you have to clear 
the plaque of, I called it the plaque of your soul, but clear the thought forms and the memories from the past that are pulling your organs apart and creating havoc inside your body. And once you get clarity and forgiveness of yourself of the, of the past, then the pipeline to the higher self is free, and then you can send your desires, which my desire was to be, of course, healed and to climb trees again, send that up mm. to the higher self, and then the higher self brings that down into your physical body. I don't know how the higher self does that. It's like explaining physics to a two-year-old. But your job is to get the unconscious mind, the part of you that runs your body, excited and emotionally invested in what it is, what it wants the higher self to do. And so for me, I would have the thought form of me having a flexible back to climb a tree again. And then I would get excited about just climbing trees. And then that thought went up to the higher self and it, it changed my, my back, gave me a new back. Wow. So do you think that, like, did you, like, kind of take in the feeling of you already being healed? Yes. Like, do you, is that part of it? Like, because I know That's, that, you know, we there's so many spiritual teachers, and I feel like they all teach the same thing. It's just a matter of, like, what we resonate with. And you know I right. am your soul sister from the get-go as far as when we're talking about Hawaii. So yeah. I just, um, you know me, I'm just like, okay, like a sponge here. Um, so, so in Huna, they basically, t- it's the same type of thing where you see yourself healed and you feel the, you feel, you feel what it would feel like to be healed. Right. And then right. is that when your, your, um, higher self kind of takes over? If there's no obstruction to that thought form, because it's like a pipeline that you're sending up and your negative thoughts, anything from the past that um, that has a negative connotation, that can block that, that thought from reaching your higher self. So that is why it is your job to clear and to clean all of those thought forms as they come up. And there's in the book on page 109, I remember there was a, a, a memory that was unleashed inside of me that I had no idea was there. And it was just a horrific memory of a child being thrown out into the universe like a piece of garbage and dodging all of these asteroids and comets and going about a million miles an hour and not knowing, you know, it was just just velocity, velocity, and this child's being so scared and frightened. And then all of a sudden, these hands came and picked up the child and placed her in the arms of this divine being that was up on top of this mountain looking down on all the chaos. And for the first time, that child, which was me, felt safe and felt treasured and felt honored and felt accepted. And I I woke up and I was in a pool of sweat. I didn't know what had happened. And I, I just, I felt different, and I called my mother, and I talked to her about my birth, because she, she never wanted to talk to me about my birth, but it turned out that I didn't know this, but that she finally admitted that I had been taken to three abortion clinics, and they had <gasps> attempted, yeah, it attempted to abort me, and so the fetus, me, <laughs> had that registered inside and so that's why I always had to work so hard to feel loved 
because I didn't feel that acceptance and love because I had not been wanted. And so that was a huge transformation for me to get that memory to come up and to be released and to know that I'm loved deeply and that I did have a purpose for coming here. And so the healing just automatically started to take place after that. I could actually see myself climbing trees, and that's when the it reached the higher self, and, and I was healed. Wow. Oh, what a powerful. And so did you, just really quickly, I'm, oh, my God, I don't even know where to start with this. Right? Um, I'm sitting here right now. I know. I'm like, uh, Wait, what? So... <laughs> So, but we're all we're all stuffing stuff inside of us. We're all just you know not having time to deal with the things that can come up that the unconscious mind is storing, and it stores it at the unconscious level because it loves you. It loves you. It wants to run your body, and it can. It's doing that with the blueprint that you have now. Just like it ran my body with the blueprint that it had then, but now it's running it so much more effectively because it got that that horrible thought form out of my out of my unconscious. And how did you? What modality did you use? I guess to to get to that place was that hypnosis? Okay, that was breathing. Was it- breathing. Oh. In the book, it talks about doing at least 10 minutes of ha breathing, which is a deep breath through the nose, and then a ha, ha breath through the mouth. And you can do it all during the day. You can do ha breathing all during the day, and it's a connection to your higher self because the higher self sits up at the top of your head. It doesn't have a body. There's no physical connection to it. You have to invite it to come in. And the ha breath is one way in sets of four to invite that part of you to come in and to and to connect with you and to align with you. So that breath is very powerful. So I did a lot of ha breathing while I was confined to bed for a month almost. Wow. Just and I'm absolutely fascinated. Yeah, go ahead, Carrie. Well, okay, so uh, I'm just feeling such gratitude for you right now. I just like, oh, I just yeah. feel you in a, such a different way. Um, okay, so we had the HUNA, and then, but you previously were studying hypnosis, and then the reconnection. And HUNA, I had been studying HUNA for three years. Okay, and then where does the reconnective healing come in all of this beautifulness? Yes. (laughs) Well, then, you know, I'm going along with my life, and I'm doing my cord cutting, doing my healings, teaching Huna, just having a happy time, moved to Santa Cruz to be closer to my daughter and my grandson that was just born. And my son moves with me, and he has back trouble. And um, he's kind of dependent on prescription drugs. And he leaves um, California to go to Ohio to take a master's degree. And he just, you know, he doesn't have a good time and um, quits the program and goes into a deep depression. And he takes his life on the pain medication. He couldn't cope with the pain from his back. Mm. And that Mm. just, of course, sends a mother into 
you know, totally another plane. It, it just was horrific. And then a month later, I have to, not even having time to grieve properly for my son, I lose all my money in a Ponzi scheme. All my savings oh. was gone. So then I can't live where I'm living, and I have to sell everything. And, you know, it was just like somebody had pulled the rug from under me. I'm still doing the cord cutting. I'm still saying to myself, you know, I still have to keep healthy. I can't be, um, you know, I can't rely on other people to support me. I've got to support myself. But I can take help from other people as well that was a hard thing for me to accept to ask for help and so Mm -hmm. my daughter decided she said mom you got to come live with us you can help with the baby and so that's what I did I sold what I could and I went to live with my daughter and it was like my grandson saved me during that during that time and then a few months after moving there my really good friend um, who was, she had gone to Hawaii with me and her partner. She said, you have to come see this film. It's called The Living Matrix. And I didn't want to see another ho-hum, you know, healing type thing and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I was really kind of skeptical at that time. And, but I went to see it. Bruce Lipton was featured and Dr. Eric Pearl from The Reconnection. And I saw him do a healing on this young child with cerebral palsy and he could not walk he had been confined to a wheelchair and dr pearl did the reconnective healing on him without touching him and just pulling the frequencies and i just stood at attention i was just i was mesmerized the same way i was when i heard about huna it just sounded so true and it sounded like i've got to learn this i've got to feel this i i know this is the answer So when I came back home, I completely looked for somebody who could do a healing on me. I found a reconnective healer in Santa Cruz. She didn't know a thing about me. She didn't know anything about my past. That's the best way. And within that half hour, all of my grief was lifted, and I felt light again. It was like a miracle. It was like somebody had taken this 100-pound weight and taken it off my shoulders. And so I had another couple of sessions. I had my reconnection done, which accelerates you onto your soul path. And I was off to Chicago to learn how to do this myself, and that was about eight years ago. After I had the reconnection done, it was within months of that that I was told that I was going to write this book. So it Mm. definitely puts you on the path that you're supposed to be on, and you can't really say no. (laughs) It's just... Because I never really wanted to write. I didn't have the discipline to write a book. I had my three CDs, and I thought, that's that's it. That's my legacy. But there was the <laughs> Oh, no. So for three years, that's what I did, and I did it lovingly and playfully. Belinda, wow. I am fascinated by your story and your tenacity and your resilience um, through some of the most, you know, clearly one of the most traumatic things that can happen in your life. And um, I really, you know, when you're talking, I'm like literally sitting here going, this is my story, not to the level of trauma, but I believe that when trauma happens in our life and we sort of lose everything, we also lose our joy. 
and we forget yeah. to be happy, and we forget what joy feels like. And I had a very similar situation where my grandson also saved my life and taught me joy. Mm. So while you were talking, I thought, you know, it's so we're all, you know, one of the big things you talk about is we're all connected. And as you were talking, I was thinking to myself, how could it be that this person I've never met has sort of a similar story? And I was also called to write a book because of my trauma. And so I, I just wanted to say, wow, thank you so much for sharing that because uh, that was a very powerful 15 minutes to hear, listen to. I, I, I'm fascinated. And I'm fascinated wow. about the reactive healing because, yeah, you know, you know, like you said, my grief was lifted, and I believe that grief is one of the most difficult. It, it makes me cry to even go there. One of the most right. difficult emotions that you can to get rid of. Like grief comes in waves. It comes unexpectedly. It socks you in the stomach, and so I'm wondering on the reconnected healing where the grief was lifted. How much of that grief? Um, you know, how how quickly did that happen? I mean, and I'm, I'm saying that because I'm thinking there's people out there that really need this service because I well, know a lot of people. you know, when I got off the table, the massage table, I, I was light. I felt like it had been lifted right during the session. So there was no time in between. I, I stepped off the table and it was like, what just happened? And my wow. my joy came back. My light came back. Doesn't mean that you know that sadness still comes. It right. comes in waves, right. like you say. But that overwhelming weight of of just yeah. the who I don't know what it was called gunk, just tons and tons of gunk were gone. And um, she didn't know anything about me. She didn't know anything of what I had gone through. I don't ask any questions of people when they come for a session. The less I know, the better. And they're the ones that have the best results. Because you see wow. them as a whole person. And so right. it, it, it's, um, it's, a, it's like an equation that you step into. It's a mathematical equation of you and me and, the higher, and your higher self. And so I find the frequencies that are around you and I pull and stretch and play with them, literally. So I'm moving all around just finding these frequencies, and they go in and find out where you need balance in your life. Is it in the emotional arena? Is it mental? Is it physical? Is it spiritual? Whichever one that you need the deepest work, that's what they're going to do, these frequencies. So, you know, being very green on the subject of reconnected healing, is this done through touch? Is this more like a reiki where you're, you know, over the person? Is this done? How is the actual physical practice? What is You don't touch practice? it. It's hands-off healing. You don't touch the person at all. Hands-off. Okay. Yeah, hands-off. You feel, you feel the frequencies as they are around that person, and you pull them like taffy in between your hands. Um, mm. It feels, it feels like um, literally like taffy, like you're pulling and stretching and moving, and sometimes you're way far away from the person, and that's when the frequencies get stronger. It's not energy. It's not like Reiki. It's not an energy healing. These are frequencies that you dial into. In fact, there's a book on Amazon, and it's um, called Science 
confirms reconnective healing. And it was written by mm-hmm. Dr. Earl and a, and a few other doctors and scientists because they have been following the results and the you know the reconnective healing for years, you know, and trying to measure it and find out why these healings take place and they're so quick and you know they're amazing. It's like miraculous. I'm absolutely fascinated by that. In the book, find your friggin' joy. Uh, do you talk about the reconnective healing in the book? Because I haven't yes, had a chance. There's to read a whole it. chapter there, and there's a, tes- mm-hmm. a testimonial that I had from a, a person that I had done a half-hour session oh. with, and he waited two years to send me the testimonial because he wanted to make sure that all of his healings stuck <laughs> and that they didn't go away. <laughs> right, right. Oh my God, that's so cute. That's fine, because he left and and went to Arizona, and I never heard from him again. And then all of a sudden, I started getting all these referrals from back east saying, you know, Ty sent me, Ty sent me. And I went, who's Ty? Who is <laughs> Then I found out so that it was this gentleman. You do these over the phone. If you have clients, no. you do... No, um... oh, no, they're done in person. You can do, um, you can do long-distance healing. Yes, it is very possible. When yeah. when you are, you know, you set it up with the person and they are laying down or they're tuned in sure. to you doing that healing at that time. But you is, cannot. Is it as do... effective? Yeah. Oh, sure. Sure. I've done quite a few of, of long distance healings, and you can do them with animals. Animals. It's oh, reconnective healing on animals is just wonderful. Just wonderful. But the only thing you can't do in person is the reconnection. It's a two-day process, and that's when drawings are traced over your acupuncture points, and um, those are done person-to-person on the table two days in a row. And that's only done once in a lifetime. The healings, you can have one to three of them at any one time. But the reconnection mm-hmm. is only done once in a lifetime. Wow. Once in it's a, a lot lifetime. of stuff out there. <laughs> yeah, this is just so cool. Yeah. But you know, you have to be ready. You have to be ready to have your DNA changed. Some people say, you know, I'm ready. But then there's something blocking them. They're not really ready. You've got to feel that that person is ready to experience their DNA changing because then they will be open to receive. This is, this is about receiving new light and information. And if you're not ready to receive that, you're going to block the healing from coming in. You, you know very well that if somebody doesn't want to be healed, they won't be. Right. And it's almost like, at, at you know, are you ready to take off the blinders, really, you know, exactly. and start seeing what's possible for yourself because often it's easier sometimes to stay with the blinders on. <laughs> I totally get well, that. Of course, yeah. It's yeah. easier to blame somebody else than to take responsibility for your own healing. I, uh, I just wanted to switch gears for a second, um, reading through, you know, knowing that you had a lifelong fear of water, and right. knowing how connected you are to the uh, dolphins, and I know Carrie Butler, you are really, you know, very connected to dolphins. And water is actually my safest, most tranquil place that I find my inner peace is swimming. Mm. And 
you had a lifelong fear of water. And maybe oh, I hated water. Yeah, well, let's <laughs> yeah. talk a little bit about that and the dolphins. Well, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even go into a swimming pool. We had a swimming pool when my kids were growing up. Um, you know, the water slides, I'd hold everybody's coat. You know, I just wasn't comfortable. I tried to learn how to surf, but I couldn't swim, so that was a problem. And, you know, I was I was deep into almost 50 years old before I started going to Hawaii and realizing that I'm here in an island surrounded by water. I should really try to learn how to swim. And when I was doing this higher self-connection, which is with the ha breath and you're doing all this breathing, and when the higher self came down inside of me, it came down in the form of dolphins and whales. And this was, like, amazing to me. I just kept looking at all these dolphins and whales surrounding my, my psyche. And then that night they invaded my dreams, and they were teaching me how to swim, and I was swimming with them. I was just like one of the pod and so I'd wake up in the morning and I'd have this desire to want to be with them but then I thought oh I got to go through the water to get to them darn (laughs) 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 but but my desire to be with them overcame my fear of the water and I I finally got through got through the waves the first time with a with a friend who was holding me and I was just scared to death but I got through and the second time I got through a huge um uh, different kind not the dolphin not the spinner dolphin but the bottlenose dolphin came in and they don't come very often and he came and just kind of sat beside me in the water and just kept looking at me and I felt like I was being downloaded all this information, and it was just amazing. I slept for hours after that, and then I just all I just wanted to do was go out and be with them, and, and so the, the thing I was so afraid of became the most nurturing part of wanting to be surrounded with that water that, you know, housed the dolphins. And then I started to take people out to, you know, to do seminars, and for 10 years I did, I did groups, and for another 10 years, I've been doing one-on-one people who rent me for a week, and then we go out, and in the morning we find the dolphins and do sacred ceremony and chanting, and it's been amazing. Okay, I just want to just say right now, rent you for a week. Carrie <laughs> Butler, I see your new career in your future. <laughs> Because I've known Belinda, like we've talked for probably two years now, I think, and oh, yeah. just it's my dream to work with you, and you know that, and I just and so well, you got to make it happen. I mean, that's you got to take a step that pushes you in that direction. If I hadn't made a call to the racetrack to find out if I could just sign up for a course, I never would have done it, and then that course right. led to a career. You you just don't know until you take that step. Yeah. I know. Can I, I I have a quick question because this is something that came up. So so the ha breath versus mm-hmm. or I don't know if it's versus the reconnective healing or like let's say somebody has like a block about money. Let's just say and I and I um, I want to talk about money a little bit, but because mm-hmm. um, I know that it's energy. But like 
is there like does the reconnective healing clear that like do you find out where that's from or is that more the huna the ha breath or how, like those are good questions huna the huna teachings are more for you to do self-healing on yourself to learn how to talk to yourself like i had to learn what i was saying to myself that was absolutely degrading my my back and my my whole body i was saying things like i can't be supported um, I can't have enough money. I'm, money issues are in the lower part of your back because that's, that's support. And so for all those years unconsciously, I was talking to myself in a, and weakening my spine. So once I realized that consciously, I changed that. So you do that yourself and you start talking to your back in a more productive way. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for bringing me whatever I need. I know you're always with me. You talk to it as though it's like a part of you, and you learn how to change the mantra. And so that's where you're doing your own self-healing and changing the way you're looking at money. I always get what I need. And even and then and then you start to do the um, the forgiveness process where you see yourself down below with all those negative thought forms. And you forgive yourself and you send that old image of you away. And the more you do that, the more you get to believe that you're okay, that everything is fine, that you're getting exactly what you need. Money is coming in. Uh, you know, you're, you're, just, you're just fine, better than fine. You're great. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that's, that's the, the huna is learning how to... Speak to yourself, learning how to incorporate your conscious mind with the unconscious mind because you have to have an agreement. Those two have to be buddies. You have to say you have to consciously want to heal. You have to consciously want to change what you're saying to yourself. And that's the study of the the Huna, how to take responsibility. And the dogs agree. The dogs do it well, yeah. getting Always confirmation from the universe about that. background barking. They're like, listen, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. They're in, um, they're in tune. So I, I know you touched on it a little bit, but, but what do the dolphins and the whales teach us? Like what is there? Oh. You know, it's fascinating to me that there's so many uh, different types of souls, you know, from the dolphins right. to the whales, cats to the birds to the humans. What What is the role of the dolphin and the whale? When I see the dolphins, I know that I have to breathe because the dolphins are like us. They're mammals. Every seven minutes they have to come out of the water to breathe or they'll die. And we uh. die a spiritual death if we don't take that breath up to the top of our heads as well. It's that deep, hot breath again. a deep breath through the nose like you're filling a glass of water up at the top of your head and each breath that you take you're you're inviting that higher part of you to come in and that's what the dolphins represent they're our higher selves and they teach us to cooperate i mean when we see them they're always in a pod they're what they have a leader that that leads the pod and nobody fights to to you know to be first if someone feels that they're you know it's their turn to shift they just come up to the front and the others come to the back there's just always this cooperation 
Now I know if there's a predator around, you know, they're going to they're going to fight, you know, and defend themselves, but when we swim with them, we see nothing but play and cooperation and fun and making love and dream time and you know, it's just it's just fabulous. And no fear. Wow. See, there's this little part of you oh. that goes, I don't know. <laughs> well, they're big. They're as big as, you know, as we yes. are, but they're very gentle. They read you. They want to come and, and heal you. They they literally see you and feel you as a piece of sheet music that's out of, dis, it's out of harmony. And so they're wanting wow. through their sonar to put you back into harmony. Because so they don't have the beta, you know, pattern that we have, the self-talk. They don't have that. Mm-hmm. They have alpha and theta. That's the meditation frequencies. And so when they hear all that self-talk, it's just like dissonant, you know, ee. You know, they'd rather have this beautiful theta and beautiful alpha. So you really can't hang on to your grief and your sadness, and it all just kind of floats away, and your heart just opens. So it's very dangerous if you're there with somebody next to you because you'll fall in love. Beware, you will fall in love. <laughs> Carrie, I see you in Hawaii, I'm telling you. Yeah, I, I tell you. I think it has to go on my bucket list of things that I need to do before I leave this existence because uh, I love the, 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 harm, the harmony of, of that whole process that you explained. Like, harmony is what we all strive for. You know, but harmony is us just existing peacefully, you know, and enjoying and, right. and accepting everybody else and no, not judging any other thing around you and just like, oh, it's lovely. I mean, nature is full of harmony. It's just mankind yeah. that comes in and upsets the nature, you know, it upsets the, you know, it just takes away our peacefulness. So if we flow with the dolphins and, oh, and the whales are just giant pods of dolphins. I, I swam with a whale with a mother and humpback and her baby for almost an hour in Tonga for my 60th birthday. I did that. And it was just incredible. It just turns you inside out because all you oh. feel is all of the, the, the torment that was given to these whales and how they still come back and just still forgive us and love us. And I was crying in the water just saying, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. And these big, huge eyes, you know, just scaling you down like a, you know, <laughs> you know, just reading you completely inside and out. And the mother would come up and just check on the baby because she was playing with us. And then she'd go back down and kind of sleep with one eye open, one eye closed, and then come up and check on us again, and oh, it was just amazing, just amazing. Uh, you can I'm, still do that in Tonga. Tonga is where they, you know, they, they have a livelihood of, of um, taking people out to swim with the whales. It's legal there. It's not legal here or any place around here, around the United States. Wow. Well, we should put that on our bucket list as well, Cass, like the whales mm-hmm. and the dolphins. That's right. So um, so uh, I, I just had this vision because I know, like, the eyes of a whale. Like, I, I, can, I know that. Like, I sense that. And for you to be there and, oh. and to say 
to that whale, I'm sorry, brings me to wanting to talk about self-forgiveness. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Ho'oponopono, which is my beautiful, lovely prayer, which I love so much, just like you do. And so, you know, how does self-forgiveness work? Like I, it's like you, you say I'm sorry to the whales, but how do we say our, we're sorry to ourselves? How does well, that we just, work? We just say it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's say something comes up and, and you hear something that's just not productive in your, in your life, and so you just say to yourself, I'm sorry. You're doing this with your higher self. Your higher self has never, never blamed you for anything. The only part of you that blames you is your ego that's the part that makes you feel guilty so that's why we have to do this self-forgiveness it's because of the ego part of us but if you don't like it it's up for you to change it it's in a matter of speaking it's a it's a projection from inside of you the way you look at the world is the way you're projecting it from within yourself so you're forgiving yourself for those projections. That's what you're doing. Mm. Whatever it is that's negative or that, you know, slows you down, if you, you just have to say, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. Those are four little words. You just say that to yourself if you want to all day long. Just to yourself, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. And then right. you're going to you're going to start to feel because you're then loving yourself and that's the greatest way to improve yourself. And so when you do that to yourself, you improve the world that's around you. And when you say like connecting to like working together, like in harmony, like as a, as a team, if you will, with your higher self, is that Mm -hmm. just like, do you, like what, how do you connect with your highest self? Like what's the, what have, how have you, like, through meditation or just, like, really, you know, knowing, like, just well, it's, it's, honoring Well, it's almost that like when you, you feel your higher self coming in after you've done some ha breathing and you've just invited it to come in, it's almost like a trickling down. It's like, um, like being kissed on the cheek by a, a dew, you know, from the rain, and it just mm. kind of pickles you it just kind of feels very very soft and light and bright and that's how the higher self feels when it's coming in it's just very it's just very do do like do drops <laughs> and you just invite it to come in by just doing the breath and that's how you just feel like it's it's a part of you. You don't have to feel like it's alien outside of you. It's just always there with you. Once you start doing it, it becomes, you know, again, like a part of you. Yeah. I love that. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. The three parts of you are all connected. The, the unconscious is running your body and it also holds all the thought forms and memories. So, your conscious mind is the one that's giving you the free will. So if something comes up from that little unconscious mind from the box and it just feels uncomfortable and, you know, you're kind of shaky, maybe you'll just say thank you, you know, for letting this come up and then you'll get some closure on it and it'll leave your body instead of being stuffed down back inside. 
that's when people turn to drugs and alcohol and food and shopping because they don't want to deal with those issues that are coming up from the unconscious. And all that unconscious wants you to do is clear them so he can run your body more efficiently and then connect you to your higher self. And so with the clearing, is that like the cord cutting? Uh-huh. Exactly. You're and cutting. How does that work exactly? Well, you're you're putting things down below you that you have been attached to kind of negatively, and you're just saying the words, I'm sorry, I love you, I forgive you, thank you. And then if you want to take a knife, a scissors, and shake that around you and cut the cords, and you can watch those things float away. You're forgiving yourself for your agenda that you've had with those people. Like everything that we see in the world is a projection of what we have inside ourselves. If you change that projection, you're going to see a different world. Mm. Yep. That's what Wayne says, right? When you, yeah. when you, I mean, even the terrorists, um, the president, the economy, all of that, it's up for you to heal. They really don't exist in a manner of speaking except as projections from inside of you. Wow. Okay. That, that's next level. That's heavy. I know. <laughs> That is, that's tough. But I mean, but, on the cutting of the I've always been fascinated by the cutting of the cords, and you know, I've um, often used that to when I'm really bogged down with a person and I can't change the things that are happening or change that person. I know that there's an attachment that I have to get rid of, and so the actual cutting of the cord exercise. Um, is that something that you feel is a really vital? I mean, I do, and I'm just curious if you, I think it's a really vital part. So I loved how you kind of took the whole opponent prayer in there, and I'm just envisioning this meditation practice of doing the whole opponent prayer, you know, doing the ha breathing, cutting the cords, um, and with that, the joy comes in. Because once you yeah, because there's nothing to obstruct who you are then. All that agenda that you have, and you can do it in an instant. Like I'm in a relationship. I've been with this wonderful man for three years, and things come up for us. And all I have to do is just see him down below me, and you know I do the ho'oponopono, and I cut the cords, and then right away we're on the same level again. It's yeah. it's just amazing. It's instant. It takes away your agenda or the way your third dimension, you know, response is to that problem or to whatever you you know, you wanna keep you wanna be right, you wanna be this, you wanna be that. It just melts it away and it allows divinity to come in and fill it with something more, you know, ecologically better for you and the planet and everybody. So it frees up your agenda, and then it moves that other person to a higher level to come and unite with you in a more loving way. And it always works. It always works. Uh, and it's a practice, right? Yeah. It's a practice. A like, yeah, it's a practice. Yeah, I, I do cord cutting daily. Um, if I don't do it during the day, I do it at night when I take a bath. I let it all go down the drain. That's when the Hawaiians used to do it. They used to gather at sunset, 
as a family, and they would, you know, clear all their negative thought forms during the day as the sun would melt down into the water. Oh, oh but, but now we get to do it with our own higher self. We can do it anytime, any place. So we are you lucky, know, lucky, really lucky. Allow yourself to go to that quiet place. And a lot of times in our busy little world, we don't remember that if we just took five minutes to reconnect with ourselves and our higher powers and what's true for us. And often I find myself now, after you know years of hard work, being able to push the pause button once in a while and saying, I'm feeling something that feels off. I need to find out what this is. And I need to do some healing around it. And and it's just wonderful to have these little daily practices of self-forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And you talk about gratitude and ancient Hawaiian chanting. And I know on one of your YouTubes, you kind of gave a, a an example of this Hawaiian chant that was like, or was it a sound chant? It was it was just fascinating to me how you made this wonderful sound. It was like sounded like a. Bell. Well, that was probably the EO chant. Maybe the EO chant. Yeah, because that one you rid of PTSD with that. That's my. Was it like so? You kind of had us ringing up, almost like. I love how that just kind of goes resounding sound to like this fading sound, which is is so. Magical. It it is the sound of creation where everything Mm. gets birthed again. And when you do that chant, you're taking all your stresses and all everything back to that space called the void or the Akashic. That's what, you know, we call it. The Hawaiians called it the eel. Can we do that one time, Belinda? Take us through that sound one more time. Okay, so just take a deep breath and think about all your cares and woes and then breathe them all the way back behind your eyes. And as you you exhale, when you come in, you'll hear that EO sound, and that's what's going to erase all of those problems and all those stresses that you have. Okay, so just deep breath. And you can do it for 11 times, breathing back. We have to remember we can take, like, what if you're in that moment and you can just go to the EO breath? Uh, yeah. I wanted to just give a quick shout-out to how we can find Belinda, and she has a toll-free number, and if this is still a good number, it's 866-583-8370. And you yep. can email her at BelindaFarrell44 at yahoo.com, and that's B-E-L-I-N-D-A-F-A-R-R-E-L-L-44 at yahoo.com. And you also have a website, uh, I believe it's 
HunaHealing.com. Yeah. Thank you. HunaHealing.com. So there it is right there. So just briefly, we're, we're, we're getting to the end. We have eight minutes left, but I want to talk about Find Your Frigging Joy. I want to talk about how you came to write the book, uh, self-published, and, uh, which is also right now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, on the website HunaHealing.com, and from BalboaPress.com. I also self-published with Balboa Press. So I know that it's an exciting process. And so just let's talk about when did your book come out, how is it doing, what, what that process was for you. Well, I was supposed to go to my 50th high school reunion, and I was in the very last parts of getting that book to press. So mm-hmm. I didn't go to my reunion, and the book came out 12-21-12, which was supposed to be the <sighs> end of the world, if you remember. I do yeah. remember. Twelve twenty one twelve, so that was when it went live, and um, yeah, it's been going strong ever since. So I love that it's four good years, and um, and still, still being asked about. So I'm very yeah. very grateful. I under, I know that feeling, and you know, like you had said in the beginning before we came on air, that you were called to write the book and yet you didn't know that you were going to even write a book. And I think that's true for so many people who are called with a message all of a sudden. But I also believe that all of us have a book inside of us. Yeah. All have a story to share. Or a song. You know, if you're a songwriter, you're going to write a song. Or a painter or a painting or, yeah, like that 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 we allow to come up when we've done this healing work because when we don't have to deal with the drama, I mean, I'm sort of getting this from you today, is that when we don't have to deal with the drama and the traumas and we heal them instead of, like, stuffing them, then we open up this part that allows the writer and the painter and the dancer and the screenplay writer and, you know, all those things that touch people out there in the world. And I have to believe that all of us are here with that inside of us that gets sort of crumpled, like you call it the plaque of our soul. Right. And by, by kind of renewing with that. And so I'm inviting everyone to really just look at that because we all have that message out there that's going to help another person. Like I know your show has today for sure. Well, it's just been a real honor to be here and to just, um, it renews me as well. And, I mean, I love, you know, I was an actress for 20 years. I did the stunt Mm -hmm. driving, and I love good dramatic stories, but I don't want to be the dramatic story anymore. (laughs) I think that's the difference. You can can turn the channel and appreciate a good meaty drama story, but I like comedies as well. And, you know, you want your life to be full of joy and laughter and and play. I mean, I play Pokemon. I love that with my boyfriend, and we play tennis, and, you know, we just have fun. I remember writing the line in my book. I think I have a chapter called The Drama Detachment, and the last line I, says is, I think says, I get all the drama I need at my DVR. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Isn't that true? <laughs> Yeah, no, it is. I mean, you know, life is full of ups and downs, and you're never going to get, it's never going to be completely light. There's always going to be that balance of the darkness coming in. But you just have to be true to yourself, 
You know, you have to know where where your truth comes from and what your soul is aching for, and be as creative as you can and as helpful, and f- you'll be fulfilled. You know, that's what it is. You come here to fulfill your soul's destiny. You are a delight. I am so grateful that you came and took this hour with us today. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody, go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Balboa Press, and HulanahinaHealing.com and buy that book, Find Your Friggin' Joy. And I think joy is the most important emotion we can feel. We are going to move right into our Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote, and Carrie and I are going to pull cards. So, uh, Belinda, stay on the line with us, and, and we'll take Absolutely. it Absolutely. Okay. Carrie, you got Dyer? I'm ready. So this is okay. beautiful, and I think that it ties in so beautifully with what we've talked about today. And it says, once you believe in yourself, put your mind and your body in a peaceful place, then allow the universe to work in the perfect way to know how. Like, mm. I just, you know, it's like if we mm. just get out of our own way, the universe takes yeah. care of us. That's right. No struggling. Yeah. Um, and then in honor of, well, you know, my favorite deck, if everybody that listens, my favorite deck is Armor, Maids, and Dolphins deck. So this morning I'm working with that as well. And the card that I pulled is morning affirmations. Stay positive, mm. excuse me, say positive affirmations each morning to open the gates of manifestation. So mm. I love that. Beautiful. I am pulling from the Archangel Power Tarot card deck by Doreen Virtue and Radley Valentine. And I picked the Queen of Gabriel and her message is wonderful and it just says you can do anything right now go after what you want you will have the ability to attract helpful people which is you know that one message you can do anything right now for me it's like we should never place the limits on ourselves like you were talking Belinda it's like we can do anything we can do anything it's a wonderful (laughs) message I want to thank you all for listening today, coming into our show. Belinda, I look forward to reading your book and uh, looking, diving more into reconnected healing because I'm fascinated by the work. Next week we have Carrie Stires back on our show, so we're excited for that. Is today the full moon or did we already pass? We had one. We had the lunar. We had the lunar eclipse, and then we're getting ready for the solar eclipse. So Carrie's going to talk to us all about that. The solar eclipse. I love you both. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Everybody have a wonderful, blessed day. It was an honor. Mahalo. Mahalo, mahalo. I love you both as well. And um, everybody have (laughs) the most amazing day. (laughs) Aloha. Aloha. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye, Belinda. Thank you.